there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Yes, we are live on the air today for three hours. Hope you're having a meaningful Memorial Day weekend. Uh, a lot to get to. Coming up over the program's duration today, Paulie, we have Nigel Seeley on the program coming up a little bit later on with French Open bets. That tournament is underway. Matches are going on as we speak. We have Game 7 tonight of the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals and, of course, a Game 6 tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. Just you know, This is why we love the racket so much of sports betting. Put yourself in the shoes of, and maybe you were one of these people who either had or have the Heat at around plus 450 to win this series and how this series has, has played out for you, or for those of you who bet the Celtics at around 8-1, to one, I think was the absolute peak available after they trailed three games to none a couple of nights ago. And now that game and how that played out on Saturday night to get to this point. I mean, right? Both parties were feeling great because the Celtics hit the Heat with that big run. They were a huge favorite in play. The game should have been over with. And yep. then that's a typical Celtics fold and why this team is very difficult to uh, appreciate, in my opinion. They're tough to watch. You pull your hair out because they should not be in these positions. The lead goes away. They follow Jimmy Butler. And then how many seconds should be on the clock? And then that ending happens with Derek White when he's not boxed out in a beautiful basketball play by Derek White. Yes. 
who as of today, in my opinion, should be the favorite to win the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. More on that coming up in about 10 minutes, but just a wild roller coaster, Paulie, on Saturday to get to where we are now for tonight's game. That was a beautiful basketball from an individual player, right? He inbounds the ball. He expected the return pass for the open three. Why is that ball and shot going to Marcus Smart, by the way? Well, because nobody else could now nobody, but nobody else could get open. Well, I don't know what Tatum's doing, but that don't run the half court. Tatum, what are you doing? I tweeted this out, and now I mean it. After the game, (laughs) you can have him. I would honestly offer the guy for the number one pick. God, he completely disappeared again in the second half. Yep. Instead of just watching the shot, he crashed the glass, and then he grabbed it with two hands to ensure possession and got it off just in time. He was fantastic, and then just the job he's done on offense. And it's not just this year with Missoula. It goes back the last couple of years. Why are they so bad in the last six minutes of the game when they just stop? They're trying to run the clock out. Yeah. They they take their time walking it up half court. They don't get into their offense until there's like 10 seconds left on the shot clock, and then here comes the clogged toilet, horrible jack three or long two, as the shot clock, I mean, it's terrible with the it's, offense it's, they run the last five minutes of the game. They do it every single game. I'm telling you, Paul, I it's so frustrating to watch this team play. You're exactly right. No doubt. You're up nine with three minutes. Brown misses a free throw. I had a problem with smart not passing. where he, you know, I thought for sure he was going to miss one of the free throws, and he did. And I don't know, a veteran like Al Horford, what are you thinking there? It's a stupid foul. Then you do it again. Butler's going to bail you out. He's going to dribble into the corner yeah. and take that shot. There's no way that's going in. Just give him the and shot. You, and you foul him. Okay, right. so now, now uh, how many seconds should have been on the clock? There was a great breakdown on Twitter from a guest who has been on this show many, many times. He's a great basketball mind, Tom Havistro, who was with uh, Meadowlark Media, Dan Lombard show, does a great basketball podcast. He tweeted out with screen grabs and via the actual NBA rule book. So when referees go back and that play was challenged, right? The follow was challenged. When they go back and look at the replay, they can actually break it down like frame by frame to see if another foul should have been called maybe before that happened. So when they stopped the clock, Al Horford had his hand on Butler's back. And when that is stopped, there are exactly three seconds left on the clock. Exactly three. Now, that's the foul that they went back and called rather than 2.3 or 2.1 when more of the contact came from Horford on Butler. I would question whether or not that's, that's a foul, though, right? Because if I'm defending you and I somehow like lightly place uh-huh. my hand on your I, back, that's not a foul in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it should have been three free throws. I thought that's, was, another, that's another talking point. Well, there's a yeah. lot. Was it a double dribble? I that, guess not. What, what, how much time should be left on the clock? Should it have been two free throws or three? Why the hell are the Celtics challenging that? Another one, which I guess Miami would have done it anyways, but that was that was ridiculous. But just a horrible sequence there, and I, I don't know what Horford's thinking. Terrible. But that, that had everything. And then with White, they have to win tonight, obviously. But that's going to be right there with, uh, you know, like the, the Robert Steele, the Ortiz walk-offs, and if they come all the way back and do this, and what it's going to mean for, for history in, in Boston sports yep. if they're able to do it. Because, I mean, what a kaleidoscope of emotions in a 180 where you think it's over, we're going seven, they're up nine with three minutes, they blow it, now the Heat are going to win. Mm-hmm. Did you think he got that off? The, the Celtics were adamant that he got it off. 
And that, that was so fast because it, then it's like, well, I'm like, wait a second. The Miami didn't win. Did he get it off? And then immediately one of the officials comes in and goes, count it. Yes, count it. And then um, and then TNT goes and Van Gunny says, no way he got it off. And then TNT goes right to it. And then you see it. It's like, oh, there you go. My God, we're going game seven. I can't yeah. believe it. In, in real time, I had my questions for sure. Oh, I but thought then, for sure the, the clock expired. And then like in the first replay, I'm like, that's yeah. good. We're going to have a game seven yeah. here. Yeah. Now, Struess lost him. Because he kind of got tangled up there with Smart taking that three from the left um, kind of uh, side of the arc. And that's why he fell behind him by like a second. But for White to actually get it into Smart, and then as soon as the shot was taken, for him to bail and just take off towards the hoop. Mm. And oh, by the way, another player, Tatum actually got lost too. Adebayo lost him. Tatum had two steps on him. If that ball bounces off to the right side, they're covered there as well. So I think... Just, but for that basketball to miss and bounce off perfectly to White, yeah. I mean, they got, I know they were down 3-0, but they, they got a horseshoe, you know where. And uh, that was for him, though, to do that, because how many players in the league, once that ball goes in, and again, he's the, he's the trigger player. He throws it in to smart. Yes. How many players are going to just stand there and watch? Great point. And, and not charge the rim or do anything about it. They're just going to watch Smart take yep. the three, and that's going to be the ball game. A lot of it defies logic. It doesn't make any sense. They, they win a game, they're 20% from three with 12 turnovers. The Heat are 46% from three. You you no-show and, and quit in game three, and it looks like it's one, two, three, Cancun. And then you come out in game four and get the win, blow them out in game five, and then this is just doesn't make any sense, right? And in here they, they can do this and become the first team in NBA history to do it. And another great story for a Boston sports team. And and they've already accomplished something. They're only the fourth team to force a Game 7. Yeah, and now they're big but, favorites, obviously, to do it tonight yeah. to finish the job. I would say that, I mean, Butler and Adebayo could not have been worse. What has happened six. to Butler? Maybe he's hurt. I think he might just be worn out, too. Oh, was he bad. Not not only was he he's horrendous till, till late in the game. How about turning down shots, not even looking to attack, I know. and not wanting the basketball? That's the part that bothered me the most. But it was, it was the worst percentage of the season from three for Boston. They made seven threes. The Heat made seven more threes, committed seven fewer turnovers. Your boy, Tatum, one of eight, six points in the second half, and outside of Smart and White, 0 of 17 from three. They win the game on the road. Doesn't make any sense. How about that? The points part actually mattered. Yeah. Right? When they're laying two and a half or three for the game for 48 hours. Yes. And uh, they win the game, but they don't cover. Lands exactly on one after they were up big in the fourth quarter. By the way, did you, were you paying attention in play? I think before the game was taken off the board, they were at least like a $5 favorite to win the game outright that I noticed. Uh, probably higher than that, because yeah. I, think I, I think I stopped watching with like the in play with like five or six minutes to go. Yeah. I would, I would have, nothing would surprise me tonight. With the, it's the Boston I, Celtics. Yeah, I can't. They could get run out. They could be up 20 in the first quarter. Yep. I mean, any, I'm expecting anything's, everything's on the table today. Yeah, so, so the point spread has come down yeah. a little bit. Yep. It was at eight. Did well, it touch eight and a half at some spots? Uh, now it's at seven. I, uh, look, I tweeted it out as soon as DraftKings put it up. But okay. they, look at the total. We've had two 16s earlier in the series. Right? Totally crashed. Uh, this is too low. I know it's 65% going back game seven. Game seven unders. But come on. Look at, come on now. We're down, what are we at, 203 now? Come yeah, on. 203. 203. Yeah. 
We had we were two sixteen earlier in the series. Paul, we could sit oh. here and make the case for three hours today that there's no way the Celtics could be laying this many points in a game seven at home because at home, that's right. Typically, is uh, other than game five is when they do not perform right and they do do not meet their expectations. But at the same time, that that whole idea could be dead. 20 minutes into the game because the Celtics might be 11 of 19 from three. Yeah, all for not. They win three in a row. You think you're going to see history, and then they uh, they stub their toe at home. But I'm glad you brought it up, too. They, they've set the record. They've won five straight elimination games on the road. I mean, that's, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah, and they have no problem winning in Miami, which they, what, what, they won five of the last six playoff games in Miami. It's a tough place to play. Yeah, going back so, to last year. Well, I think it's hilarious that it was A-Rod and Jeter, though, at Game 4. And they haven't won a game since. <laughs> Is it going to happen again? All <laughs> this to come back in a Boston sports team. Oh, my God. That game had everything. Good for White, though. Well, yeah. Man. And without Brogdon, too. God, no kidding. I mean, that, that's a Duncan Robinson. Now, that come on. You can't get more wide open. And he misses both. If he makes one of them, I mean, you, he's he just had, standing what, there. Last two games, he's had 13 and 18 points, but he was open by five feet minimum yep. on at least two of those threes. Yep. And could not knock either one of those down. Great theater. God. There, uh, the heat. Uh, Here's one thing. I, I cannot believe that both games are getting played at the same time tonight. Yeah, I, I had that. What a terrible job. I had that for you and concur. No uh, doubt. It's both. It's Batman. I mean, that'd be, it's all Batman. I'd like to tell you to make two different bets that are higher than 40 to 1 on this series, but there's no way I can trust those in charge. Plus, Golden Knight Stars Game 6 next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Great moments in history have begun with a question. They are not to be. That is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use? But follow the money wants to know. Do you concur? Concur. What, sir? Do you concur? Uh, welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, starting this hour with a little Do You Concur action. So, this is a group text that our buddy Jeff Seeley sent us yesterday. Oh, but mind you, the event was not over. In fact, Grillo was going to, uh, Rio was going to 18. With a two shot lead. Two shot lead. Yeah. Text Jeff Seeley. <laughs> this is going to be our biggest hit ever on Follow the Money 100 to 1 3 exclamation points. What's <laughs> Double bogey. Well, amateur out. He loves doing this, by the way. Yes, he does. And I sent back another. He, he has done it numerous times with his boy Kepka. All looking, the time he looking does Looking good this. here. Hey, looking good. I told him. I'm great. putting more on Kepka. Yes, I said, great job. Now, don't jinx it next time. And, Paulie, uh, do you concur sending celebratory texts before an event has finished is almost as bad as people who take their shoes and socks off on a plane? Yes. yes. <laughs> concur. Yes. Absolutely. This happened to you famously yeah. handful of years ago. Steve Sear, longtime casino host here in town. What was the exact text? Game six, Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks Raptors. I had the Bucks 100 to one to win the title that year. Never mind, I had a two nothing lead in the series. Um, but it's game six, and they had a double digit lead. He goes, "Oh, you're looking good." I look at Mike Palm. I go, "Okay, that's it." And then I went up to Andiamo. We had dinner because I knew it was about to hit me. And what happened? It was like a huge. Uh, Toronto run, and that was it. Won the game, won the series, and uh, forget about it. Yeah. I don't get it. The best is my gut was Shauna. We were we had a cabana. We were watching the NFL on a Sunday, and I had the Eagles-Browns Eagles game under. And in the third quarter, she said, congratulations on your win. <laughs> that was a new one. But she doesn't know any better. But that was because uh, uh-huh. it was a low-scoring game at the time. I go, there's a lot of football left. What are you doing? It, and it happens all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can't believe he's, he's a veteran. Yes. Walter yes. from Lebowski. I'm a veteran. He's a veteran in this racket. He keeps doing it. He's lucky he won, though. I mean, you send a text oh. like that, and then the ticket loses 110 to 1. Sure. Like, you blocked the guy. Okay, the way that this is shaping up, Tom Brady is going to end up playing quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you concur? Oh, my God. This is in play. Oh, I don't know if you want to get... Well, this. long story short, the Raiders can terminate their agreement with um, Jimmy Garoppolo. No further obligation because of what happened over the weekend. If he doesn't pass the physical before the season. Correct. Yeah. Pro football talk and Mike Florio is, was all over this. Yeah. This is why there was a holdup with the press conference. Bingo. He failed the physical. He could lose his entire contract, which begs the question, what's plan B? What if he's not healthy? I think it's Tom Brady, owner, player. He bought a piece of the team now. Rumors he was going to come out here three years ago until Gruden poo-pooed it. Right. And this is how he's going to send, you know, right off into the sunset. An all-timer from Gruden. Yeah, Brady? Nah, I like Carr. 
Uh, I don't want Brady, but I'm high on Nathan Peterman for five years. Sure. And Tebow when he was on the ESPN draft coverage. I, let me tell you something. This Tebow, man. I honestly think that sports yeah. books need to put this prop up <laughs> and phrase it however you would like. Will Brady take a snap in 2023? The Raiders' next quarterback. Uh, this is evidently a real thing that could happen. I say no. I don't concur, but that's certainly you better have a plan B. Yeah, I, I don't. This is this is wild. Um, if the Celtics win tonight, no, no fan base will ever ever be able to top this 20-year run by Boston and the run that they've had. Do you concur? Oh, I would concur even if they don't win. Even if, the, right, you could do that. You have, the, well, the, the fact that they came back to make it right. a, a seven. Who's had a better run in 20 years? But it's also, yeah, right, it's also with the title run, but it's also gather around the campfire and the stories you can tell your family or kids growing up about, I see a, I've seen two, oh, three comebacks. Right. If you take, what, this is happening? In 10 years to take future kids through this entire run of what it was like to be a Boston sports fan, before like 2001 and then what it's been like for you know yeah. two two decades since yeah. incredible the turnaround yeah. yeah okay if okay also another one for you if this happens this is also something you'll never forget as, in a, as a sports fan of your entire life if the celtics and the stars do it in a span of three days do you concur well, I think, yeah, this one will re- be remembered for a long, long time because I would actually... For, for you? Or you would just think, hey, you forget about it? No, because well, I, I Will it be like, oh, that's right, that happened? I, no, because I think looking back in five years, the fact that this is happening at the same exact time when there was a chance we were going to get four sweeps combined, right? right? In the NBA and the right. NHL Conference Finals. And now all of a sudden we have a Game 7. And if the Stars win tonight, oh, we have another Game 7. So I think that's pretty memorable. And it might not ever happen again, Paul. If the stars pull this off tonight, do we get another? Just just to get a potential game seven in the NHL here. Yeah, last week it was, oh my God, we're going to have eight days off. All this time without basketball. Right. And the right. Celtics save the day and we, we get a game seven. Well, and based on all of this, right, being said, if the College World Series is ever going to break through to the mainstream, this is the summer to do so. Do you concur? Uh, why do you, no, why do you say that? Because we I, we had almost four sweeps, and now you're looking at I still don't. a chance here, Heat Nuggets, NBA Finals, and then a combination of either Golden Knights or Stars against the Florida Panthers well, in the you, Stanley Cup. Yeah. And you don't have anything else going on at all. For, this is the thinnest June I can ever recall in terms of like how many games. and So if the College World Series, people have been making a case that this is going to be supposed to be like the next big thing and eventually it's going to catch fire. <laughs> Well, if it does, my, I'm saying if it doesn't happen this year, then I don't think it's, it's ever going to happen. It's never going to happen. That's you're convinced of no that. No one part. will ever get into college baseball and make it a thing. It'll, it'll never happen. I think it can get it can get more popular from a betting standpoint. Yeah, that it can. But as far as yeah, the casual fan and other people paying attention, okay. no, not happening. Um, it's going to take a borderline miracle for the Oakland A's to simply win 40 games. Do you concur? Borderline miracle? Not borderline miracle, but I'll say highly unlikely. It, it, this, no. At 40 I do wins, not concur. Well, you get Blackburn back, which is interesting. So yeah. he goes today. But it's... They're 1-22 in, in day games. They've been held to three runs or fewer, 11 games in a row, and 14 of their last 15. Mm-hmm. They're on pace to lose over 130 games. 
Now, that's I, why I'm saying they're the, on pace. The, yeah, but it's also this was, was done intentionally though too. But my God, you're supposed to win 60 on accidents. Major League Baseball. No one should be this bad. Okay, because the the record is 120 losses. Modern times. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm saying miracle to get to 40, because at that even at 40 wins they're 40 and 122, which is eight wins or eight losses shy of the projected 130, but it still only breaks the record by two. This team, we we said this on Friday. Well, they get worse. That's the thing. By the All Star break, which is you know again about six weeks from now, how do they have 20 wins by the All Star break? That's double what they have right now. It's an 11 game losing streak. I'm looking right now at William Hill, yeah. their updated win total. Yeah, yeah, what is it? Take a guess. I think, you know what, I think I looked before the show. Was it 46? It is. It's 46. Remember la- last week? See, that's wild. It was 47 and a half. This is last week. They haven't won a game. Yeah, right. Since we talked about it, it's 46. <laughs> okay. They have to win 40, 37 more games to beat you. I have parlayed against them every day the last week. And I have yet to lose, knock on wood. See the Astros tweet from the team page? Take it easy. Well, they're making they're making fun of the A's, but but no one's showing up at the game and everything. It's like, okay, well, why would you want to go to the game? The the succession hype and reaction to last night's episode is worse than the Better Call Saul crowd that said it was better than Breaking Bad or also a top five show. Do you? No, I can't go there because they have never seen Succession. I won't watch it again. No, They're, just the reaction. I'm saying the, the reaction. No, the Better Call Saul thing drove me nuts because that was people forcing the issue so much. Now that's oh, another one. It gets so much better than it's better there than is, Breaking Bad. You, yeah. It, it just you, you, there's no way we're watching the same thing. Impossible. How can you feel that way? You can't. You you're right. It's completely forced. Uh, yes. It's recency bias again. That's the run we're on. Succession. Better call Saul and White Lotus, where it's just what's going on right now is the greatest thing. Yes, That's correct. where we're at with movies, and it's been that way for this for a long time. It's either the greatest thing ever or it's a uh, uh, piece trash. of piece of trash. Yep. That's exactly right. It's a better feeling. I'll go. It's a much better feeling to be stuck big and rally to get to even than to sit down and hit a jackpot right away and, and walk away a winner. Do you concur? It's a pretty good feeling. It's, uh, I mean, but how often have I actually hit a jackpot right away? That well, happened. I'll, I'll, I'll just say a, a you know, 20 minute session, you get one. It's a great feeling to know that you're just completely dead and buried and you just, you keep going. What's happened more to you? That. But usually I never even come back and rally. Usually I just have to call it quits. How many I'm, times do you sit sit down, you win, and say, well, that's, I'm locking this one up. I'm going home. That happened to me once, I think, where it was here <laughs> during day, Christmas. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had three jackpots on the same machine in 45 minutes. And I said, okay, that'll do it oh, for right, me. Right. That's, that's an unbelievable How, how long did feeling. it take the first jackpot? 20 minutes. All right. Literally, the, it was 45 minutes, and that the included X, the time yeah, to, yeah. The X still has the record. I mean, this the girl who hit mega bucks. We're at the high limit at Cosmo. We're meeting Al Lasso, best lawyer ever. And we're going to meet Al Lasso for drinks. This is no joke. This is after she won $12 million, right after on a slot. She finds a $100 bill on the ground. She picks it up, puts it in the machine, and on the first hand, hits a jackpot. I mean, this gal. Yeah. Pretty good run. I let her get away. Yeah, you screwed that one <laughs> up. Oh, God. Up next, we'll get into today's Major League Baseball card and an overall look at Major League Baseball here on... 
Memorial Day. And I'll tell you, you're feeling pretty damn good if you made this bet at plus 230 during spring training. I'll tell you what that was coming up next here on VSIN. This is Follow the Money on v Family Cup Final right around the corner this weekend. And whether you're rooting for your team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all the NHL action. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Join the action now, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code VEASAN. Code VEASAN. The GOAT. In soccer and tennis, Nigel Seeley joins us now at Seeley underscore Nigel. We'll talk a little tennis coming up as he's on his way to Paris. Thanks for uh, the time, my friend. And you called the final score 1-1 with Luton. But how surprised were you that Luton didn't have a bigger lead in the first half? And can you put this in the proper context, this great story that they go from the fifth tier all the way up to the Premier League in nine years, fifth division? Uh, good morning to you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, first of all, it's uh, it's an amazing achievement by Luton Town, but they should have been 3 0 up at half time. Coventry right. defensively were atrocious, and uh, I was really surprised when I saw the comeback in the second half from Coventry. They changed their tactics, uh, an incredible performance in the second half, and it was, it was a great game. But what a fairy tale story. To go from non league football up to the Premier League in just nine years is spectacular. They were a Premier League club, though. When I was a kid, when I was uh, sort of many years ago, when I was a teenager, sort of 13, 14 years of age, Luton were a top six team in the in the old first division, the English Premier League. Uh, they used to be regulars in the FA Cup semi-final. They famously played Arsenal in the final uh-huh. of the Carabao Cup. They were a really good team. And then obviously they uh, they fell down. They had their points deduction, which meant they had to play in non-league football. And the, remarkable, the mar- remarkable thing about it is it only took them nine years to come back from non-league football to the Premier League, which is really something now. Obviously, everyone's favourite team in America and everyone's favourite team, second favourite team who are neutrals, is, is Wrexham. And Wrexham right. are trying to replicate what, what Luton have done. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they can do it in nine years. I'd, I'd be very surprised if anyone could do that. But uh, it gives hope for every one of those players. And some of them players actually were with them at them for them nine years. So they've gone from like non-league football where they'll probably be earning about $500 a week to now potentially earning $40,050 a week, which is a great story. And, and But to tell you what, it's gonna, I've seen the early lines of minus $3 for Let- Luton to be relegated next season. That's a bet. <laughs> That's a bet. <laughs> is that, is that, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. That's a bet. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what would you make the fair number? I, I really do think they're going to, I think my minus $5, I think they're yeah. going to find it really, really. Wow. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible for them, but they've got to buy. They've got to do a lot of work on the stadium, which means they won't be able to buy the players they want to make competitive. But let's just, let's, let's not get, let's not worry about it. Let's celebrate the moment for them. But sure. uh, I think it's going to be very, very, very difficult for them. Okay. Uh, early observations here. We're only on what, this is the beginning of day two here at the French Open, but uh, anything stick out from, the first day and a couple of hours so far to you? Well, really, I mean, I don't like this Sunday play in Grand Slams. I think some, the Grand Slams should be played on Mondays. I think the first half of the top, top bracket Monday, second bracket Tuesday, round two, Wednesday, Thursday. But the French do things differently uh, and they want to play on Sunday, which I don't understand, which drags the first round across three days. Obviously, it's doing money. But um, it means that you don't really get so many good games. I don't really like it. 
But uh, anyway, I mean, it, the, the courts are, are slow. Obviously, the courts are slow in uh, in Rome, which is not going to suit the big servers. Uh, sorry, in, in Paris, which aren't going to su- suit the big servers. But uh, obviously, the weather is glorious, which may, will make it a little bit quicker than usual. But uh, this is a slow court, tennis court. You know, there's no question about it. Uh, it's not as slow as it was years ago. So the tennis, the hard court season, which majority of tennis players play on now, is a lot slower than it used to be. So many, many years ago, you used to get matches where the big, um, you know, there was players who could, American players just come over and Europe and Brits just come over and they couldn't play on the clay. They can play now because the week in and week out, the courts they play on are not slower than usual. But it's going to it's going to favour the South Americans. It's going to favour uh, Carlos Alcaraz. It will Novak Djokovic. All those kind of stuff. But as I said to you in the preview, the, the top half of the draw is, is loaded. The bracket in the top half is loaded. For an outright winner, you need to look in the bottom half of the draw. And uh, for me, I like Yannick Sinner at around about eleven to one. I think Yannick Sinner's got everything. My only worry for him is that physicality going into five sets in this heat. This is a hot. It's going to be a hot week uh, next week. Uh, it's going to be quite draining then. And clay court tennis is a lot longer in duration in matches rather than grass. So my only worry is his physicality. But from talent and his stats this season, uh, Yannick, uh, Yannick Sinner should be a, a, lot, a, a, lot, a lot better rated by the books than his current quote of plus, one, uh, plus 1,100. Okay, fair enough. It's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The GOAT, Nigel Seeley, our guest, generally getting soccer bets from him. But uh, the French Open is underway and he is great on this sport as well. So then take us through uh, today's card, if you will. I think you, what, maybe one on the women's side and a couple on the men's side here that really caught your eye? Yeah, let's go through. I'll give you a couple of the first uh, of the men's matches. The first men's match I like is the, the American number two, uh, Francis Tiafo. He's up against an opponent in Filip Krajinovic, who uh, has publicly said that he has all kinds of problems on the court and off the court. He actually released a, a press co- a, a statement uh, to his Krajinovic fans, he called them. I don't know many Krajinovic fans. There are probably about half a dozen in the world. But he, he launched a statement, and he said that he's having problems on and off the court. Now, TFO is a heavy favourite here. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about a betting on the money line, but uh, with minus five and a half, I think I think uh, Krajinovic is not in the right state of mind to be playing at the moment, and his form is dra- terrible. Since he released the statement, he's played two matches and has been dreadful. His last match was against a player called Adrian Manorino who uh, you wouldn't expect to win on a clay court. He beat Krajinovic very, very easy. So I, I like um, TFO here, minus four and a half. And I also like, it for a little bit more juice in your price, TFO to win the match in straight sets. So Francis TFO is, is, is to win 3-0 uh, in sets. Obviously, it's the best of five sets at the French Open. Francis TFO to win in five sets. I did see plus 175 in the UK, uh, but I would be happy to take around about plus 150. So um, I think the American gets off to a good start there against an out of sorts, uh, Filip Krajinovic, okay. um, who has problems on physically and mentally, it may seem. Okay, very good. So TFO, uh, minus four and a half is what you said, and then also in straight sets. That match, by the way, Nigel, I believe begins at, uh, what is it, 10.35 a.m. Eastern, 7.35 out here. So if you're watching the show live, it's coming up in about two hours. Uh, yeah. wh- what else do you have on, on today's card? Uh, another match I like is uh, last week I, I I warmed up for the tournament very luckily I think I bet the, I bet a player called Artur Fields to win the tournament in Leon. Uh, usually in majors before in tournaments before a major you get quite a shock winner and there's a lot of lot of players questionable about their motivation whether they really want to take the tournament before a major seriously and this Artur Fields is a young 18 year old uh, boy 
a French boy, and I thought I've seen him. Um, we've spoken about him on the podcast I do, and he's very, very, very uh, talented. And I expect him to do a big thing. I bet him last week to win the tournament in Leon at fifty to one, and he won the tournament. So that was a bit of we had a bit of a luck, with a bit of a good start heading into it. But he's in action uh, in the match against Alessandro Davidovich Fakina, uh, a Spanish player. And I've seen Davidovich Fakina live many times. He's an absolute nutcase. He smashes the racket. He the racket up. He shouts. He shouts and hollers. He could win. A, he could win four games straight, five games straight, and then he could lose the next eight games straight. He's going to get rifled by the French crowd because this 18-year-old kid is going to have a big support now. He's won a tournament. The, the French support will, will know all about him. A lot of French players over the years have crumbled under the pressure. There's no way this boy is going to crumble under pressure. This boy is a future top ten player, in my opinion. Artur Fields. I think he may be a little bit hard for him. I, know, I don't. I, I usually like to fade players who have a big week before mm-hmm. the major. So he's had a big week before the major. So I, I, I don't find it. But he's going to make it tough for the Alessandro uh, Davidovich Fakina. And Davidovich Fakina can press the self combust button at any given stage. So I like over 34 and a half games here. Uh, I would go up to 35 and a half. There's a couple of lines over here at 34 and a half. But that's under pressure. Uh, by the time the match starts, you may have to pay 35 and a half. And I think that's a decent play. Okay, mate. Very good. Thanks for popping on today. We know that you're traveling to the French Open tomorrow, but we'll, we'll connect again later on in the week, okay? Yeah, just one quick one. I know you've got a minute of time. The, the woman I wanted to fade, I wanted to fade Petra Kvitova. She's up against the uh, Italian Elisabetta Costaretta, and I think Elisabetta Costaretta can get the better of um, Petra Kvitova at around about even money. Say, around even money, okay. Say her name again. Who? Elisabetta Elizabeth, Costaretta. Okay. Okay. I think, I think that's how you pronounce it. Well, <laughs> I struggle I'm with looking my at the spell. Name. I just want to make your word for it. It's C-O-C-C-I-A-R-E-T-T-O. That's it. That's it. Cochoretta. There you go. Okay, very good, mate. Thanks, Nigel. All right. Take care. Have a good day. Yep, you too. Be good. Thank you. And I'm seeing uh, her at even money. Uh, that's the price that he gave out as well. Uh, okay, very good. So the men's side again. All right. Fields versus uh, Davidovich. He said... Called him basically a madman on the court. Jump. And then uh, Tiafo. Oh, in, there she is. In his match as well. All right. So we'll try to get those bets in today. And uh, hopefully you can find those as well. I'm telling you, because some of those bets that he threw out there are not exactly available in Las Vegas. So we might have to uh, get creative here today. That's Nigel Seeley. He'll be on a little bit later on in the program. Again, uh, traveling to Roland Garros today, tomorrow. He'll be there live. Very good on that sport. Up next here on Follow the Money, it's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We do have a Game 7 tonight. We'll talk about the latest point spread, the total. I got a pretty big shift on that number. And also player props for tonight coming up here on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And starting this hour, talking game seven tonight NBA Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics and the Heat, Boston. A seven or a seven and a half point favorite. Total 203, 203 and a half ish. Always shop around for the best number. And Sam Paniotovich joins the program now. He does a great job covering gambling for Nesson. Sam, good morning. Thanks for the time. As always, let's start with this. Can you take, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when you were on. You have a bet here from like a month ago on the Heat to win the Eastern Conference. Take us through that, the number that you got on it. And tell us why no hedge at this point against Miami. Well, I feel like I missed my, my move to hedge, Mitch and Paul. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, May 5th, uh, they're tied with the Knicks 1-1 in the East. And, and I just I thought going back to South Beach, they were going to win 3-4, and four, and then they could pretty much finish off New York in either 5 or 6. So I thought it was a pretty decent roadmap. And uh, bet them uh, at plus 950 for just over a dime uh, to win about 13. And, you know, when Miami goes up 3 nothing on Boston, you're, you're like, well, the Heat are minus 1,600 now. I'm not going to hedge that. And maybe I should have at that point in time. But, you know, I, I love your guys' show because we're not just talking about, like, who do you like and what do you love. It's about strategy. And, you know, if it's not going to change your life, you, you don't have to hedge. It's your bet. It's your money. And I, I people that listen to my show, I, I go, look, you are in a position right now to do whatever you want. Like, if you have life-changing money, if you're going to win, like, thousands and thousands of dollars, now you can hedge. But but hedging is always a personal preference, and I, I always laugh at people that say, well, you have to hedge or you should never hedge. Like, it's a personal choice. We all agree on that, right? I mean, I think that you have to. I mean, we had a guest on 30 minutes ago, Nigel Seeley, who kind of, he scoffs at the entire notion. Like, his whole thing is, 
Uh, I made the bet. I like the bet. Hedging is for Gardner, so he's not going to do it. I don't look at it that way. But um, I also wonder, though, like if you believe in hedging, do you do it every single time when you are betting futures? Because if you if you like pick and choose, doesn't that kind of throw it for a wrinkle as well? Because when you're picking and choosing, then you're going to be throwing money in the trash, it seems, anyway. Yeah, I don't think you should pick and choose. I think your strategy should should remain strong, pro or con. Um, but again, I mean, if you're, if you're betting over a dime, like I, I don't, I don't think that that, you know, relatively speaking, like, I don't think that's a lot of money. Um, and then like, let's say I have the 13, if Miami wins at all, what am I going to do? Bet three dimes on Boston down three, nothing like I just, and then I only win 10. So it's a, it's a fascinating conversation. Again, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I'm, I'm with you. You can't pick or choose. But look, if you're gonna, if you have a bet like, say, say you bet Gonzaga before they went to play North Carolina in 2017 in the national championship, and you made a pop on Gonzaga at 70 to one, the year they had Karnowski and and uh, you know Nigel Williams Goss, and you bet them for 500 at 70 to one, that's a different conversation, right? Because that's life changing money. We're talking about a 70 to one shot. But no, a dime at, at nine fifty. Yeah. I, I don't think that's life changing money, and I didn't hedge it. But look, if I had, you know, the Baltimore Orioles to win the World Series, and and now that that's you know thirty five forty to one, and it could have been a hundred to one, it's a different conversation. I just I think it depends on on what you have, on the number you got. But you know, if it's not life changing, I I don't think you hedge. That's my strategy. Now this is a little bit different because it was an award, and it wasn't an actual game or a series or a future like who's going to win the championship. But when I had the Brooke Lopez ticket this year to win defensive player of the year at 500 to one that paid six figures. So yes, I was going to hedge that way. And it seemed like it was only down. The writing was on the wall. It was like Lopez or Jaron Jackson. So it worked out perfectly where I didn't really have to fade or add too many other players because it just worked out that way this year. So I was adding Jaron Jackson over and over and over again happy to give away some of that money if Brooke Lopez would cash a ticket that paid $100,000, you know? Yeah, well, like I said, that's life-changing money, and, and that's something that you have to consider. you got a 500-to-1 ticket. It's a lot different than my bet. It's plus 950. But I think at the end of the day, we can all agree, you know, the, the right bet, the proper future bet at the right time puts you in a position to do whatever you want. And, and even if you didn't want to hedge that, Mitch, if you felt that strongly about it and, and you made Brooke Lopez minus – you know, 20,000 to win the award on your 500 to one bet. Like that, that bet put you in a position to do whatever you want. And that's the same thing I told people on chicken dinner. Look, you could take Boston right now at eight to one if you want, but it's your call. I can't drive over to your house, you know, hold you at gunpoint and drive you to the bank and make you hedge. Like it's your call. It's Mm -hmm. your call. It's your money. The only thing that would surprise me tonight would probably be like a 125 to 122 game, uh, something like that. And we've seen the total come down nine points uh, from Game Six, what do you think happens tonight? This maddening, as Bob Ryan said, annoying Celtics team trying to make history here. But also, I mean, what? It, it's just so many things. Just infuriating to watch. You're up nine with three minutes. The horrible late game offense. The, the the dramatic shot by White. Horford silly foul. Miss free throws. This team in the last two years in the playoffs has done it all with the horrible losses and the unbelievable road wins. Yeah, man, I, I can't imagine being a Celtics fan because this team, you, you could argue, Paul, they should have won the NBA Finals last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. 
and they should not have ever gone down three nothing to a freaking eight seed. I mean, like the mm-hmm. fact that it got there. I think that's the funny part of the conversation. Like, oh my god, this could be the 0-4 Red Sox. It's like, all right, well, it's a little different. Like the Yankees won a hundred games that year. <laughs> you know, the, the Heat are an eight seed that almost lost to the Bulls, and then uh, you know, yes. like, shouldn't even be here. So it, that that is maddening in itself. Um, I can tell you this from a betting standpoint, and I'm not past posting here because I didn't make this bet, but the sharpest guys I know right away took eight and a half and eight mm-hmm. with the heat tonight. Bang, bang, bang. And as we see, you know, you guys look over your shoulder. It's, it's seven right now. It's circa. I, I would, I would imagine it's a closer game. Um, I, I love the dogs usually in game seven, especially the ones that are playing with house money. I, you know, the funny, I think another funny conversation is, well, who's the pressure on? Well, I, I, who knows? You can't quantify that. Um, but but you would think the way that the the Celtics have have closed these games that they're going to be a little erratic here, and I do think Spo's going to throw his best punch today. I, I I think he sort of got outmatched in Game Six a little bit, but the, the one thing that would surprise me, guys, is if Caleb Martin has a, a goose egg. This guy has been nothing but efficient in this entire series, and, and more than his points. I don't want to talk about his point prop and say, well, he's went over in all six, even though he has. I mean, that's not the biggest sample size. Look at Caleb Martin's minutes. In game one, he played 29. In game two, 32. Game three, 34. Game four, 35. They're getting blown out in six. He plays 31, and then in, or in five. And then in game six, he plays 40 minutes. This guy has been super efficient, super effective, more minutes, more run, more opportunity. And he's scoring like at will 15, 25, 18, 16, 14, 21. He's hit that prop in all six games. And I, I talked to a guy who said, look, if he can actually pull this off, he might be the MVP of the Eastern conference finals. And you look at his prop, his point prop, they've caught up a little bit. It's, it's 15 and a half right now at DraftKings. You got to go over and lay 15. But this guy is taking 11, 16, 11, 12, 13 shots. He's making his threes. He's making all of his free throws. Like, this guy, like, the one thing that would surprise me in game seven is if Caleb Martin doesn't deliver. Like, that guy has been the definition of deliverance all series. You're, dude, you're spot on. I mean, mm-hmm. and by the way, I'm looking at the game log right now. I guess you can call one game, that was game five, kind of a stinker. He was five of 12. But to your point, your word, uh, he was efficient, right? 7 of 13, 6 of 9, 7 of 11, 11 of 16, 6 of 11. Not only are the minutes going up, but his efficiency from the floor has been fantastic. And I, I would totally agree with that. I, I've been making the case so t- the, the show today. I don't know if I can trust the voters with this, Sammy, but if the Heat win this game tonight and this guy is rock solid again and he has like 18 or 20 points, he'd get my vote to win the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. He's been their best player throughout the course of the series. There's no doubt. Yep. And, you know, for as good as Caleb Martin has been, look at Kevin Love's box score. Wes and I were texting about this the other day. There have been two bets that have been automatic this series. Caleb Martin's over and Kevin Love's under. Kevin Love has been a dud. Eight, mm-hmm. zero, five, six, and six. And he's not even playing anymore. In fact, DraftKings took his number off the board. Uh, there's no props up on Love because we don't know how much he's going to play. But, yeah, Martin's been awesome. Um, but really, I mean, look, Bam and Jimmy were awful for three quarters last game. Yes. And if those guys don't play well in game seven, boys, they don't have a shot in hell to win this tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally agree. You can follow Sammy on Twitter. He is at SP Shoot. His podcast is the Chicken Dinner Podcast, and he covers sports betting for Nesson as well. Thanks, pal. We appreciate the time. Good luck with the heat tonight.
All right, I'm going to be sweating all night. If I see any of those old four Red Sox, I'm going to vomit. Oh, they'll be there. Oh, yes. they already, oh absolutely. Thanks, Sam. Ja- Damon said he'll be. Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul Pierce will be there. He already said it. Uh, I mean, can you? Um, how many times is he going to do the choke to Butler in the put his hand do the Reggie Miller? Well, everything's backwards with the Celtics. I like you to have want somebody him. come out in a wheelchair sometime and put that in his face. <laughs> you want you want him in a big game on the road. You don't want him in a big game at home. Mm-hmm. Again, they're five hundred at home straight up the last two years in the playoffs, and they've set the record here with five straight wins on the road when facing elimination. That's nuts. How okay. about this? So I, I have no recollection of 2003 Portland or 94 Denver, the last two teams to force a game seven down 03. Do you? 94 Denver, yes. You remember o- that? 03 Portland. I have no record. That was Bonzi, Wells, Zach Randolph. It's oh. against Dirk and Nash and the Mavs. And how about this one? Wow. Luke, Luke, our producer from New England. The 2010 Boston Bruins led 3-0 and lost the series to Philadelphia and also led Game 7-3-0. Philly was a 7 seed. They went to the Stanley Cup Final. I, don't, I have zero recollection yeah. of that at all. The, for the Boston Bruins, were up 3-0 and blew it. Wow. All right. But they got to be there. Oh, my God. How many times they'll show it, talk about it, and you'll see those former Red Sox players at the game. We will recap the betting action from the weekend, all the big prices that came in, and win some, lose some. Coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Looking to be a better, better? Of course you are, and tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. R E E L. Get Juice Reel in the App Store. This revolutionary sports betting tool is absolutely free. Not a sports book, but betting intelligence app that's changing the way bettors decide what to bet on. With Juice Reel, connect any of your sports betting accounts and your entire betting history loads in the app, giving you all the data you need to become a better better. Sports bettors from all 50 states sink more than 700 million of bets into Juice Reel. This free app uses all of that betting data to help you find smarter bets. Juice Reel syncs with more than 300 sports books. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone or Android device. Free, easy, and essential to becoming a better, better. JuiceReel.com. Download the Juice Reel app today. R E E L Juice Reel. So we do have a game six tonight as well in the NHL Western Conference Finals. Golden Knights taking on the Dallas Stars in Dallas. Ben Goats does a great job covering the Golden Knights for the Las Vegas Review Journal, and he is in Dallas for this game tonight. Ben, thanks so much for the time today. How you been? Hey, not too bad. Thanks for having me. Good to be back in Dallas, I guess, after leaving about 48 hours ago. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to ask you kind of like, what has changed to get to this point after the Golden Knights took a 3-0 series lead? Ottinger, of course, was bad in that game, but he's bounced back. But also, I think like, Really not much, right? Because if you go back over the, and look at the first two games and how they played out, the Golden Knights probably should not have led two games to none. Yeah, they obviously won two overtime games, so two really close games to get a 2-0 series lead. Then, of course, you know, game three is kind of a little bit uh, of a gong show. But <laughs> I do think the Stars have turned some things around. I mean, you mentioned uh, Jake Ottinger, who has completely flipped his game uh, late in this series. He was really bad the first three games obviously got pulled after giving up three goals on five shots uh, in game three. And then since then, it felt like he's been lights out. He saved uh, 64 of the 68 shots he's faced uh, the last two games. He's four and one in elimination games in his very young playoff career, two runs 
so far with a 949 save percentage. So he's just ridiculous when his back uh, is against the wall. Uh, one of the other things I think has changed is that the Stars have definitely upped the intensity on the forecheck. They're forcing more turnovers behind mm-hmm. the ninth goal line. They're disrupting uh, their breakouts. I mean, Bruce Cassidy has talked about, especially on whatever side the puck is on. The Stars are really going heavily uh, after that, and the Knights haven't done a good enough job kind of varying uh, their breakouts to make sure they're exiting their zone, you know, easier. And with possession, the Stars have done a really good job disrupting that. So that's something for sure the Knights are going to have to figure out because that's leading to more offensive chances for the Dallas Stars, more uh, opportunities for Aiden Hill to have to come up with big saves, which he has for the most part the last two games, but that's certainly not the formula the Knights have used to get to this point where they're one win away from the Stanley Cup final. So we'll see if they're able to make some adjustments tonight. The other thing that surprises me, uh, two things actually, is a good point about the, the turnovers. But they used to be automatic when they would get that first goal and, and they, would, they would win the game. And it's also the blown leads. I mean, they are scoring and Dallas is answering almost immediately in these last two games, several times. Yeah, absolutely. It's only coming like two, three shifts uh, after the Knights score. And yeah, the first two rounds, they won every single game they scored first in, which weren't that many because they were giving up the first goal a lot in the playoffs. Then yeah, finally, these last uh, three games, but obviously the last two games, they score first. And then Dallas, boom, comes right back where the Knights take one nothing leads. Then it's 1-1. The Knights go up 2-1. Boom, it's 2-2. And then Dallas has been the one finding that third goal. I mean, you look at the last two games, it's 2-2 after two periods in both. If the Knights get the next goal in either of those games, you're feeling really good about the fact that, hey, they're probably on their way to their second Stanley Cup final. Instead, it's Dallas finding a way to break through, and that's why this series is still going. So the Knights are going to need to find a way to either protect those leads a little bit better or a little bit longer, because certainly they haven't had them for long. I think they led for less than four minutes total last game. Or they're really going to need to find a way to get a third goal past Ottinger because just scoring two, and I think relying on Aiden Hill to be as good mm-hmm. as he had the last few games is probably not 100% what they want to do to advance. Okay, so then if you trust anybody to get one past Ottinger tonight, Barbashev has been really good, had the first goal the other night, uh, scored two games before then as well, which was a big goal as well. I think that put him up 3 nothing in that game, maybe 2 nothing if I recall correctly. But Stone, does he get it done tonight? Do you trust Eichel to go out there and be the man on the ice? Who, who do you trust for the Golden Knights to get it done? I think it's Eichel. Um, I think he's been so, so good this series, despite the fact that he has no goals to show for it. Uh, so far, he has a team-leading 17 Shots on goal. I mean, he's creating so many chances all over the ice. Uh, you mentioned the Barbashev goal uh, in game five. That really comes from Eichel basically having two guys go after him uh, in the offensive zone, and neither one of them, you know, really gets the puck from him and just creates a loose puck that Barbashev is able to pick up. So I think he's been playing, I mean, really well, obviously, the entire postseason, but I think he's looked, you know, pretty close to as dangerous as you can get for a player that doesn't have a goal in a series. So you just have to expect with a law of averages, he's going to break through at some point. If he continues to create, you know, three shots, a goal, a game like he has throughout this series. So if you're the Knights, I think he's the guy that you're looking to have, you know, if this guy can break through. Then all of a sudden, I think a lot of people on the bench are going to start to feel more confident that we're going to push through tonight. 
what would your reaction have been back in October or November if I told you that Aiden Hill was going to be as good as he's been here in this recent run in the playoffs? A definite surprise and definitely feeling that, that you know, Sean Burke, low-key, obviously Bruce Cassidy, deserved a lot of attention for the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year. wasn't a finalist, but I mean, listen, if there was an Assistant Coach of the Year Award, I think Sean Burke is right up there. He's done outstanding work with the Knights goaltenders this year, getting Laurent Brassois to play the best hockey of his career, obviously getting Logan Thompson for most of the year uh, to be an all-star as a rookie. And now, I mean, Aiden Hill just continuing to perform really well in these pressure situations that he's never been in before. I think it's a credit to the work that Burke has uh, done with Hill, getting him to be a little bit more calm and patient in that, uh, rely on his size because he's so big um, to do a lot of the work for him, to trust the defensive system uh, in front of him and not you know, feel like he has to fly around making these crazy saves. He obviously can uh, when he has to, as we've seen the last couple of games, but he's been a lot better about staying on his feet and not chasing the game uh, as much. So it's been really impressive. It's been totally surprising. I mean, this was the guy the Knights got from the San Jose Sharks for a fourth-round pick. Not a whole heck of a lot to give up for a guy that's the starting goaltender right now on a team that might go to the Stanley Cup final. So uh, it's been a crazy ride for Aiden Hill, but he's really stepping up for this team right now. When you travel around the country and you talk to uh, other fans or read social media of the opposing teams or talk to other maybe players or people with uh, different organizations, what's the uh, reaction to this organization, the fact that they could go to the second Stanley Cup final in six years of existence. Is it jealousy? Is it good for them, great organization, or is it a mixed bag? I think it's a mixed bag, right? I think there are still obviously those fans that you know are jealous or resentful in the fact that, uh-huh. you know, I mean, going to four now semifinals in six years, potentially a second Stanley Cup final in two years. A lot of teams haven't done that in the last two decades, right? Yep. So I think there are definitely some built-in hurt feelings of how come this team gets to have it all right now so quickly. And I think you even would have seen that turned against Seattle a little bit. If Seattle had won that game seven against Dallas and it was a Vegas Seattle uh, conference final about why are these teams jumping to the top of the pile when we've been here for so long. But I do think, you know, there are enough guys on this team that people like seeing that I think there is some level of excitement that this team has gone this far as well. I mean, I mentioned Eichel. This is a guy that's been a really well-known figure in this league, you know, number two overall pick in 2015, really now starting to break out and shine on his own. And I think that's been exciting for a lot of people to see, you know, that have followed his career. There are a lot of people from the original team still around that I think people have come to like throughout their runs with the Golden Knights, like William Carlson, Jonathan Marchessault, uh, guys like that. So there is a lot to latch on to here. I think if you were, you know, a neutral fan, a casual fan, obviously Vegas is a pretty, you know, fun city to take in the pregame show and everything uh, like that. If you're looking for just a fun team to follow for a playoff run. So I think there's a little bit of both. And so I'm certain we'll hear a little bit of both moving forward here as well. If the nice air indeed going to stick around and play another round of hockey. You can follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben S. Goats. Read him in the Las Vegas Review Journal. In 10 seconds, Ben, who wins the game tonight? Any any good feel for it? 
I don't have a good feel for it. The Knights are going to have to survive, I think, a really strong first period from the Stars and Jamie Benn back to the lineup. If they do, I like their chances. Fair enough. Thank you. Enjoy the game. Hey, thanks for having me. You got it. First period's gone over four games in a row. Yeah. Great job by everybody behind the glass today working here on Memorial Day and hope you're having a glorious Memorial Day weekend. If you miss any of the show, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Just search Follow the Money. We'll see you. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.